Welcome aboard, Captain. to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good, good. How are you feeling? I am doing okay. Ready for another minute. Great. I don't know why I asked you how you're feeling. You weren't sick, so... I yeah. Didn't... No. <laughs> anyway, it's... <laughs> I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine. I'm ready to go. Excellent. It's Wednesday, it and we are talking about Minute 65 of Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Minute 65 starts with Kirk saying, it was going to be underground, she said. And it ends a minute later with Kirk saying, if you don't hear from us, there won't be anybody behind. Kirk out. Is that what he said? Anybody behind? Or anybody left behind? I hear uh, The way I heard it was... Uhura, if you don't hear from us, there won't be anybody behind. Okay, so I just good. I think your I mind wants myself. to ins- I think your mind wants to insert the left behind. It does indeed. I'm reading it. I wrote it down. I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, I typed it wrong. So sorry about that. So yeah. Um, so Kirk is Kirk is uh, trying to remember. Uh, uh, yeah, he has the epiphany of what Carol had said during the video, you know, about stage two. And as we know, stage two would be in some lifeless rock in underground. Right. And then I love how Savick comes in and is like, stage two of what? And Kirk just completely ignores her. <laughs> he does. It's need to know. It's it, so... Well, that's what that, that's my initial question out of this minute. Like, he ignores her and just talks to Spock. Do you think um, he's keeping that information between him and McCoy because he doesn't want Chekhov and Terrell to know? Like, does he have an inkling that, you know, we, we had mentioned this before. Oh. Does he have an inkling that something might be going on? Is he suspicious of Terrell and Chekhov, you mean? Well, the only other reason, um, well, because as we get on to this minute, we obviously get some interesting conversation between Spock and Kirk, which leads me to believe that he does not want to say anything about anything to anyone. He's just, yeah, he's hush-hush. He's very hush-hushing it because, I don't know, maybe he doesn't trust Chekhov or Terrell. He he obviously doesn't know Terrell. Right. right. And with the things that happened with Khan, maybe he's just just a little gun-shy about sharing information. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that sounds sounds a little... um, uh, a nicer explanation, other than he's just ignoring her and being a jerk. Right. Right. Uh, I never thought about it that way. So I never thought that he could still be suspicious of things. Uh, Well, I'm sure the whole I'm sure the whole con thing just put him on alert. You know, obviously he comes over to the space station. Everyone's been, you know, brutally murdered. And I'm sure he is, you know, defenses are up thinking like, ooh, I got to keep this, you know, what I know on the down low here. Right. Well, there's also two, I guess, you know, he couldn't he didn't get a chance to he didn't get to. He wasn't allowed to watch the Genesis video until he got his eyeball scanned and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's, 
I would assume that it's some top secret type information. So maybe exactly. he's not even supposed to say anything to her. Yeah. Uh, so it could be that too. Right. Yeah. Either way, I feel, I feel bad for Savic. A little bit. Yeah. She keeps asking questions and not getting any answers. Nope. <laughs> so Kirk, uh, Kirk pops the, pulls out his communicator and flips it open. Get, get our first look at, uh, the, uh, the new communicators in the, in the films. I don't think we, I don't, I don't remember if we saw any in the motion huh. picture, but I'm going to, whatever. This is the first time we're seeing it in this movie. Um, I, are you pro or con <laughs> of this, <laughs> this style of communicator? It, it makes me look, it makes me think of a colander. A colander. With those holes in the front, it just makes me think of like, they just took the piece of, you know, a metal colander and that, that was the cover. Right. It's just like a metal you, box. Yeah, well, uh, I'm with you, buddy. And, you know, I'll, I'll give them the, the cover with the dots and the colander thing. It's a little bit of a callback to the original series because their, their communicators had the, you know. It was the, the flip top, but it was so much. It was tinier. It was cooler. It looked like, oh, my God, that thing's futuristic. This thing looks like they just were like, yeah, we need something metal. And, uh, okay, grab that. Slap some, you know, lights in it and makey worky like that. <laughs> To me, that's that's what it was like. Make you work. Well, so I don't know if this is going to help then or hurt your what you've got going on here. Have you actually looked online at if you if you just Google it, Rathacon Communicator, and actually have, look at what I, it looks like inside? Oh, you gotta you gotta look at it. So, um, it's about as low tech a looking device as you can think of. It's got screws in it and switches. Um, I think there's a wing nut. <laughs> it's just okay that it, might be the i i that's awful <laughs> come on so you're looking at it right i am like it's uh, bad it's it's a it's bad it's bad but I, but i i can't help but say oh i would love to have one of those things oh, of course <laughs> it's terrible but it's it's cool <laughs> if my iphone had that case i would love it oh yeah what is going to business there we go million dollar idea Copyright, uh, bad tricky productions. Yep, <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, communicate. <laughs> it's it's fun to see. Yes, good to see the communicators. Yes, the, the classic technology. So Spock answers. Spock here gets a Kirk asks for the old damage report of what's going on, and this is where we get to some classic. I think, kind of uh, one another one of those classic moments from the film. Um, Great dialogue. Great dialogue. If we go, Admiral, if we go by the book like Lieutenant Savick, hours would seem like days. Yep. And there's so many, there's a couple, you know, so many layers here that you can play with, right? Um, while he's saying that, they cut to Savick and you watch her like, are you kidding me? Is yeah. He, you know, she, she can tell she's like. Is he busting on me? He's busting on Like, she's probably thinking that. Like, is he joking right now is he trying to make a joke or is he yeah. like saying that i is he making fun of me um and you can see her kind of swallow you know she's just she's taking a deep breath and you can just yep. yell again just those i don't know if i'm projecting onto her performance or but you just you can feel her her reaction to these words yes yeah i agree that yeah she definitely has and we've made the comment before about her half Romulan side, like the emotion she shows. She's definitely showing an emotion here. Like this isn't a Vulcan response. 
no it's yeah she's it, she's she's biting her tongue which i'm pretty yes. sure i've said more than once in this film that yep. <laughs> that she's she's biting her tongue again um so i think i think spock you know i think it's an unintended joke i think it's i i think it's almost like flavor like we we're obviously going to i'm going to be saying something here listen to me by the book and then he throws in like lieutenant savick to give it flavor to give it sort of context to you know say you know i'm obviously telling you a code but i don't want to come out and say i'm telling you a code so he throws that in to yes sort of bust on her but also give it a little bit more than so that no one would really look at it right right it'd be could be more i mean it's and it's great right we all know savick everybody involved yes. here and and and, a, and he's using code because he's worried that Khan may still be listening in. Yes, um, it would be even more effective, I think, if you know Khan had some knowledge of Savick. You know, that would be even better. Like he, because you, you, we, we get a cutaway to you know we we see Khan listening in. Yes, but it'd be funny if he nodded like, oh yeah, that's Savick. She's a, she's a stickler for that book. <laughs> but the other reason why I sort of think about it, why Spock sort of throws it in, is because of Terrell and Chekhov are there, so they also know procedure. So he has to. So I feel like Spock needs to be even more sly than he usually. You know, he can't just come out and say, "This is the code." Wow. Yeah. So I feel like by throwing in, you know, if we go by the book, like Lieutenant Savick, he just sort of, you know, they probably just ignore the comment. Right. So, so Spock, no, he knows that they Chekhov and Terrell know. That they should be talking in code. Yes. But Spock doesn't want to give it away that he's talking in code, so he throws in the Savic for color. Oh, I know what great. You, I know that you know that I know <laughs> that you know. Like that whole situation. Yeah. No, that's great. That's this. This like, more layered. You found more layers. I didn't even think of. That's awesome. So the situation is grave. Yeah. Uh, they won't have power for six days. Yep. Uh, which is. We're assuming it's six hours. Six hours. Because hours could seem like days. Now, we're not supposed to know this. First-time viewers are not supposed to know that this is right. a code. Yes. Um, so we're, we are in Khan's seat at this point, right? Yes. Khan's got, you know, got a great reaction shot. He's like, ooh, six days. Whoa. Yeah. Look at the eyebrows. Um, auxiliary power has temporarily failed. Restoration may be possible in two days by the book. By the book, Admiral. Yeah. And again, we get... That's we get another another reaction shot, which is a good one. It's Joaquin and Khan, you know, looking at each other like, mm -hmm. yeah, like why is why is Joaquin sitting kneeling? on the floor? Well, he's kneeling. kneeling okay. He's kneeling at Khan's side because I think Khan is at his station, or he's at Spock's station because he's not in the. I don't think he's in the captain's chair. No, he's not. He's not. And so this brings up the question. We're not obviously we know how Khan is listening in, but the viewer seeing this for the first time does not. So how is he listening in if you are a first time viewer? My assumption would be that they've have, quote, hacked, much like how Kirk hacked into their computer and is listening to their That's your first time viewer theory? That's the only thing I can think of. So I'm at I, I... I can't tell you how many times I've watched the movie. You know, fifty, a hundred, right. some ridiculous amount. Uh, wouldn't you love to know? Wouldn't you love to know? Actually, sorry, tangent. How many times you actually watched a movie? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if I would do one or not. I think it would just be fun. Like, oh, this is your 49th viewing. And, um, but, but I will say, we talked about this a little bit offline. Yeah. And I have forever, every time I've watched this movie, assumed that Khan and Joaquin are just listening over the airwaves. Right. They're not, not that they're listening through Terrell and Chekhov's, you know, yes, communicator exactly. on their belt. I've always assumed they're just listening to the airwaves. But you're absolutely right. They probably are listening through Terrell's, you know, communicator or, or Chekhov's communicator. That's what I, that's, I mean, obviously, post seeing the film and what happens, that's what I believe is that they are listening to it through their communicator. But first time, first time viewer, I'm thinking like, well, how? How would they have known that? How would they have known and are listening, they're listening? Like, are they using an uncoded channel on purpose so that Khan can we, listen in? Yeah. No, it could be. And, and Kirk and Spock are very, very wily and have the same mind of these things. So it's, right. that's quite possible. I mean, Spock, I mean, uh, Khan is intelligent. <laughs> He's intelligent indeed. That has been established. Uh, so Kirk says, asks the question, meaning you can't even beam us back, which is a little more, gives a little more oomph to the theory we talked about, I think, with uh, Pete Mummert about the how much power you need to run the transporters. Yep. Uh, you need a lot. Uh, so they can't get back now. Just reinforcing that. Uh, and Spock says, not at present. We can't beam you back. And Kirk's like, meh, whatever. Whatever. He doesn't care. Captain Spock, if you don't hear from us within one hour, now he says, and we, we talked a little bit of this offline, so he says, if you don't hear from us within one hour, now is he saying one min, one day? Or is he like, you know, minutes could seem like hours, and, you know, that's the further interpretation of the code, and he's saying if you don't hear with us in one minute or something. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. And you're right. We talked about this offline, and we were trying to figure out figure out the full extent of the of how deep the code runs. Is it just is it just Spock talking in code? Yes. Or does Kirk have to reply in code? Right. And so, if Kirk is replying in code, what does one hour mean? Does it like you just said? Is it a day or a minute? Because I think I think Kirk is responding in code. I think he's saying if you don't hear from us within one, you know, one day, your orders are to restore power. You can take the Enterprise and you know save yourselves. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, I know. I, I think we get an answer. Uh, j jumping ahead, I think we get an answer to what he's talking about here. Yeah, but you, but but you're, but I think it's funny to think about that. It was if you don't hear from me in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> if the code man. But uh, the reason why I originally think of a minute is because obviously the Reliant is still floating around here, and they have a good idea of where the um, Enterprise is. So obviously they know it's at Regula. Right. So if you say, if you take the code meaning as one day, and obviously we're putting a lot of it, you know, I'm putting a lot of into the stupid code. Um, but if he says one day, Khan would think that the Enterprise is still, you know, the Enterprise would still be there as they're sort of, you know, going around. But if you think of it as one minute, obviously we know they don't get the Enterprise. So that's why I originally thought like, well, maybe he means one minute. Like maybe, you know, hours could seem like days, uh, you know, minutes could seem like hours because the Enterprise isn't there. And I know I'm fast forwarding, but the Enterprise is not there. So maybe Khan thinks that they, they, they vamoose, they're out of there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, 
I'm obviously putting a lot into this silly code. <laughs> I, hey, I like it, man. I'm a little dizzy, but I like it. <laughs> what have you been doing with your time? Thinking about that stupid code. Stupid code. Uh, the other thing, too, I guess you could you could say, isn't that a little obvious? Yes. Yeah, that is. That's the other thing, too. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to because I love star trek and kirk and spock and all that stuff but you know, if i was a naysayer of like really if i was a star trek naysayer like come on man anybody could have read that he was telling them the code right there yeah. hours seem like days duh. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not gonna do that uh i don't know is there any um when kirk's telling spock you know here's your orders if you don't hear from us you know get the heck out of there right and it, while he's giving that little Given those orders, we get reaction shots, and we get you know Savic kind of looking, looking like, hmm, I don't know if I like the sound of these orders. And then you get Terrell, I don't know, he's sharing a look with someone, and I assume it's Chekhov. He's right. looking at somebody off screen, but I wasn't quite sure. Um, and then they kind of they and they do a cutaway shot, and Terrell turns around and starts to walk, kind of walk away, turns his back to all of them. Yeah. I don't know if that means something. You know, is he hiding something? Is Maybe. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Is he taking a picture of something? And you know? <laughs> he's using his cell phone. Yeah, it's 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 an odd, it's an odd reaction. I mean, Chekhov's totally engaged. You know, he's leaning forward on the transporter station. Right. But uh, Terrell looks he looks a little shifty right now. I don't know if I should be worried about him. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think he? He knows that there's a code going on, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't either. We'll have to think about it because or let's let's. let's I mean, he's not really doing because... anything. He's not talking to anyone. I mean, at least it doesn't look like he is. He has his hands on his belt. It's not like he brings his communicator up to his 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 mouth or anything. And right, the code is hours equals yeah. minutes. Wait, days equals hours. I don't, I've already forgotten what the stupid code is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I've run out of notes. Okay. Do you have any other notes? I don't. I don't. You don't. All right. I like how he pokes fun, though, at Ahura a little bit. You know, is like, sir, we won't leave you behind. I mean, is that anything more overacting than her saying that? Sir, we won't. At that point, I'd be like, okay. What's going on? You guys are clearly doing something. Chill out, Ahura. You know, and then he's like, Ahura, if you don't hear from us, there won't be any. I mean, at that point, if I was Terrell, I'd be like, okay, shenanigans are over. <laughs> I see through this now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, trying to picture the, the other end of the conversation, though. You know, Spock is obviously... He's he's talking to Kirk, and where's Ahura at this moment? Is she just listening in, you know, because she's patched them through? Right. And is she just interrupting? I mean, she's. You know, I'm trying to picture like is she is she leaning over Spock's shoulder and and throwing this, you know, we won't leave you behind, yeah. or is she just you know interrupting it because you know, she's been listening into the whole conversation the whole time and she had to just throw that in there. It's, you know what scene that makes me think of is from Star Trek Six when they cross over into Klingon space. And they they're all gathered around the communicator, and they're like, they're the guy, the guy, the Klingon guy's laughing, and they're the the other people are there, like, yeah, you got to make like you're laughing, like that's exactly what I picture is Spock at the <laughs> at at the communicator, yep. and they're all standing around like listening, and Uhura just is like leans in and goes, "Sir, 
We won't leave you. You know, that's what I picture is that same scene. That could be it. That's that could be what she's doing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, then why don't we wrap this one up? Sounds good. We'll talk again on Friday. Very well. Very well. All right, folks. Uh, if you would like to find uh, find us out online, you can check us out on Twitter at WOK Minute. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, if you want to join the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation on Facebook, uh, that's a place where you can go and talk about these minutes and put your theories out about what's going on here. Uh, tell us what you think about the code. Um, <laughs> stupid code. And, uh, stupid code. Um, and we will... Uh, uh, we will be back again here on Friday uh, with Minute 66 of Star Trek II here at the Rathacon Minute. Kirk out. Is it Rathacon Minute or Rathacon Day? Hour. <laughs> <laughs>